All right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome Hello. to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a movie that uh, we decided on last week, uh, Scared Stiff, the, the, the film from the same team as Doom Asylum. The How same director. This, same director. How is this possible? Yeah. How is this uh, movie yeah. and Doom Asylum from the same director? And uh, Phantom of the Ball, too. I mean, yeah, Doom Asylum must have been like a weekend project. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the deal is, but this is a this is a classy movie in a lot of ways. Like for a, it is. for a movie of its ilk, like something like this. This is this is a well-made movie and I it think, has I think this high came out before Doom Asylum too. Yeah, that's it's got to be one of those things where he's like, you know, fuck it. I've got time. <laughs> we'll just do something. I've just spent so much time with uh a scared stiff. I just need to go for a weekend in a, a sane asylum and make some garbage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. When he said that. <laughs> yes, he was her acting coach. Um, yeah. And and that said, after saying that this movie is uh, kind of an oddly classy slasher haunt, haunted horror movie, whatever it would be called, I guess it's not a slasher. Um, it is also super fucking weird. Yeah. It's very it's 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 one of those movies where it's very slow, but I feel like that slowness helps it when it gets really weird in the third act. Like because this movie just like it just kicks it into high gear for the last half hour and it's just gets the bonkers. most out there stuff. So bonkers. There's definitely, it's, there's definitely some bonkers stuff beforehand, but near the end it's just Yeah, no, there's nothing. There's nothing to prepare you for the the last 20 minutes of this movie like certainly nothing in the beginning of this movie could prepare you for it it's no. like the, the movie is like it's it's pretending to be the omen or something at during the beginning you're like you think that you're in this movie that is like a slow burn classy haunted house movie like okay i can see that they're trying to do something a little a little, you know, a little upscale. This is going to be, this is going to be cool. Oh my God, there's Muppet corpses. What the fuck is going on here? Um, yeah, I love it, but it's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> all right. Do you want to? And I, yeah, oh, let's kick it off. So yeah, we started, we started a, start a cheerful uh, slave auction. <sighs> yeah, just yeah. what I wanted. Good just what time. I want out of my fun <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's kind of a depressing start. We start back in the 1800s uh, where they're auctioning slaves and a bunch of slaves are holed up in the attic of a slave master's mansion and they are doing a uh, a curse ritual kind of dealie. Yeah. To curse, to curse him because I guess that's what slaves did. They Well, okay. So they're <laughs> kind of – I my voodoo history is not great. So I don't know if if this if the original voodoo mythos comes from the Ivory Coast, but they're saying that all these these people from the Ivory Coast who were abducted by these Dutch slavers and brought over, um, they're saying that they had a some sort of I think it's voodoo. I mean, I could that could be unbelievably insensitive of me, but. Uh, uh, well, the director could also be unbelievably insensitive because they're not actually saying anything. He just had them say a bunch of gobbledygook oh. and call it a curse. This, oh, this is true. I, I could tell. 
<laughs> I, well, I also heard them say Dambala, which I don't know what that means, but I damn well know Chucky said it a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Maybe that's yeah. an actual voodoo word. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, it's it's very it's very strange, but they are they're doing. And also that the one the old guy had the fakest beard. I loved that too. <laughs> I loved his big fake beard. It was enormous. <laughs> It's like it, it had like a, a line exactly where it stopped from his hairline. Yeah. It was like a fake beard wearing a fake beard. <laughs> it, yes, it was. Um, but he was uh, he, he was cool. I mean, I like those with guys. It. He was fine. Um, oh yes, but but we can't forget that the during the slave auction, we get this guy who looks like he's wearing like drugstore uh, hunchback of Notre Dame makeup. He's got like one eye patched over with like really, really sloppy makeup. And uh, and he's the one that tells on these guys because he's going to come back in the end yep. to tie this all up in a in a pretty package. Um, <clears throat> he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's the one that brings her to when when our pop star goes back to the 1800s, he meets her and says, I know where your kid is. Oh, gotcha. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So yes. How could I have forgotten that part? When oh, we're time traveling so through. important. <laughs> <laughs> but he is he is kind of our like he he's our bookend. Um, <clears throat> so all of these slaves are doing this voodoo ritual to curse the slave master, and and it's a big curse too because they're not only cursing him but they're cursing everything Masterson into yeah. the future. Uh, and it's good that we know that they're cursing every Masterson into the future because we're never going to meet another Masterson again. Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> Which is kind yeah. of odd. And then there's an ending that is both depressing and confusing, and I don't get it. But whatever. We'll get to that, too. God, I was hoping you could have no, fixed that up for I me. Think, okay. <laughs> I think they were just like, somebody said, you know what will make your movie really classy is if it has a cool a, twist. A, yeah, like a vexing ending where the child is just completely ruined. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> um, so, yes, but we go to the to the Ivory Coast in a flashback, and then they've got this, like, this stuff is actually really cool looking. Like, all of the, oh, yeah. the scenes of the body, the fake body. Like the the effigy, I guess, getting blood thrown on its face. Like the cuts mm-hmm. are really quick and really kind of cool looking. It never lingers on anything long enough to go. That's weird or silly. There are some fucking scares in this movie. There oh, are yeah. some legit like. I were, was scared stiff. Whoa! Stop the spider. <laughs> um, it's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling you, two. There were straight up two moments that I was actually like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) like give me the, give me the willies. Mm -hmm. Like his, every time he turns to camera as a demon straight up gives me the willies. Loved it. Loved him. Um, but okay. So he, they're cursing the Masterson house and name and all this other stuff, but they gave Elizabeth, the one who is hiding them in the attic a stone face that they say will protect her. I, I love, I love that. She's also on lookout too, uh, for, for Masterson. <clears throat> and I just love the scene. Like she sees Masterson coming back and she's outside at the gate watching for him. Then she sees him. She's like, Oh no. And she turns and she does this little quick dainty run back <laughs> into the mansion. But I'm just thinking like, if you saw him coming, how in the world did he not see you? 
or did he? <laughs> he must have. <laughs> he had to have seen her because he followed her. So I think that's that's eventually what happens. But man, what 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 a crap lookout! It's almost yeah, like no, you, like absolutely <laughs> awful. <laughs> you wouldn't be. Ah. <laughs> yeah. No, how I did agree. that guy? Fi- how did that guy find out about their attic session? How did she? <sighs> I, I mean, nothing, nothing makes they sense found out story. they found out that they were holed up in the attic because the hunchback of Notre Dame from Laverdier's drugstore showed up and he was like, they're holed up in your attic. Whoa, I'm getting my gun. And he grabs his gun and he runs home. But, you know, I mean, I hate I hate to cast aspersions on these guys. They've got enough going against them as it is. This is a fucking shit curse. This is like yeah. if you're like if this is a curse where you're like, hey, you know what? We really like this one person who's part of this family and we want to yeah. we want to protect her. So we're going to give her a rock that mm, kind of works, you know, like if you <laughs> in the right light, it might keep him from shooting you. Nope, it won't. Um, and but so they also curse every Masterson, including her and the son. Apparently, they're apparently. <laughs> yeah, I don't Man. get it. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a rough one. And so they so they all get shot, assuming he just shoots everybody up there. Um, And then we cut right back to the 80s where our our pop star, Kate Christopher, has a new album and a new video. And she pulls up to the Masterson house with her doctor boyfriend she's moving in with. All her friends are going to be upset because he's boring and she's a rock star. And they have their first argument over piano placement and he goes to get wine glasses and she apparently has a kid and this movie has so much of this stuff. Um, This movie is so full of this kind of shit. Oh my God. But so I was like, I saw this guy. When I saw this dude, I was like, I recognize this guy. He looks like somebody and it was killing me. I was like, who is he reminding me of? And then halfway through the movie, I was like, he looks like handsome Squidward. Now I get it. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I will show you a side by side of a picture of handsome Squidward and this guy. And I guarantee you, you will agree with me. This guy looks like handsome Squidward. Okay. Uh, anyway. Okay. So, so handsome Squidward is a doctor. <laughs> he is. And he is married. Married? Or no, he's going to marry. Maybe. No, they, they're, they're just moving in together. They're not, yeah. th- you know, they have that big conversation with the kid. That's right, like, yep. Yeah. Uh, and it's super weird because he is a, um, uh, what do you call it, psychiatric doctor? Or he, but he's her. Met the mentally insane? Yes, he's, That's he's, where a, they he's met? a psychiatrist. <laughs> and they met when she was institutionalized under his care. And I love it later on in the movie Next. where she tells he tells her to like shut up with these visions. You're acting like a patient, and it's like, um, a year ago what? I fucking was a patient, motherfucker. <laughs> where did you meet this girl again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this dude is like Johnny Malpractice. This guy is like doing shit that so many times. I mean, even before he's like possessed, before all this curse happens, mm-hmm. he's still doing a bunch of shit that is super immoral. So it's which is why it's kind of weird because as well, you're was going, he or was he cursed when he was doing that? That's what I'm wondering. Like, was it like a slow burn curse that eventually oh, it, overtook him? 
It definitely is. I mean, I just yeah. think I'm just saying that literally dating an ex-patient is more yeah. is less than ambiguous. It's pretty bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> even if it was a year ago, it's still especially psychiatric. I mean, like that is you, so so grounds for losing you your license. Can't fight true love, Tristan. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you fall oh. in love. It's just like the beat of a heart. It's just like you're there. Oh boy. Oh, it sure is. That song really <laughs> moved me. Uh, yeah, that fucking like K tell Pat Benatar fake out song was awful. <laughs> um, but whatever. What really sucked was what I feel like they missed out on was they showed us her house, which I think was a mistake because they were like, okay, so from here, they're like drops him off at the house and she's like, okay, I'm going back to my house. She shows up at her house and it's this beautiful fucking modern house, just <laughs> glass everywhere. There's a like a balcony and it's just fucking gorgeous. This like, is why like, wouldn't he move into there? Move into her house. This other house is shit. This yeah. fucking like gross slave owner house that's like a billion years old. This place is amazing. Your place is fucking full of pigeon shit. Move <laughs> into pigeons. her awesome house. <laughs> Yeah, this is a pigeon house. Let the pigeons have it. But she does not. So she goes back to her house. She finds the babysitter there eating ice cream. Uh, she says, the kid's been good. But then we pan up to the to the kid's room. And he's like sitting up and he's all sweaty. And he's breathing really heavy. And there's a pigeon staring at him. <laughs> this movie tries so hard to make pigeons scary. It is hilarious. <laughs> it cracks me up every fucking time. The pigeons in this movie may be the best actors in the fucking thing because they are like looking where they're supposed to. I have no idea how the fuck you make pigeons do what you want the way that this film did. But like, they had a pigeon wrangler. <laughs> uh, they definitely they had a pigeon trainer because that pigeon was staring that kid down like he wanted to kill him. And when this shoot was done, they had pigeon poop everywhere. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet they had to pay for some renovations to some of these houses that they covered with shit. Yeah, they had to pay for a lot. I got I got a little couple fun facts I learned. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, they um, had rented they had rented this mansion for twenty five thousand dollars to shoot there. Oh. And no. uh, yeah, it kind of trashed some things. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, yeah, they didn't expect them to house hundreds of pigeons in the yep. in the mansion. That was not a that wasn't a plan, huh? I... <laughs> so yeah, there... no, go on. Okay, go, no, go on. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just keep going then. Um, okay. All right. So Kate goes up to him, and the bird magically disappears. So she's like, "Oh, what's wrong?" And then the bird's totally gone. He's like, "Uh, nothing. I wasn't just freaking out like... over a bird." Ghost pigeon. Ghost pigeon. Ghost pigeon. Ghost pigeon. So we cut to the doctor waking up from the worst alarm clock in the history of movie alarm clocks. His alarm clock sounds like what if you just like jammed your hand down on an operation game. It's just. It's just that noise. It doesn't alternate. It's just that noise. It sounds. I've had one like that. It was terrible. That is awful. Um, but he's awake now and he is hearing pigeons, which is never a good sign (laughs) as a, as a mental health professional. I think he should probably know that when you start hearing pigeons that aren't there, 
there is a problem. Um, I have a terrifying story about that. I might save it because it might be too terrifying. Um, <laughs> Portland housing. Yes. Okay. I have to. I have to say it because. Okay. So your job at Portland Housing is like a recurring character on this podcast at this point. <laughs> I don't mean to. Uh, listen, I have a little bit of trauma from this from this job. Okay, so I was put with this guy. I won't say any any names or anything, but uh, but one of the one of the dudes I worked with, uh, just another like because we were working construction and you know big burly dudes. This guy, you know, was a house. He was very strong. You know really really kind of a scary dude but you know we were friends whatever he started like there was one day we were at work and he was like man you're hearing those birds right i was like dude there there's there's no birds he's like no there's fucking birds i'm hearing birds and i was like oh dude there are you sure you're okay i had to work the whole day with him and he had a legitimate psychotic break while we were working and he drove me back to the shop at the end of the day and he was talking nonsense and then he checked himself into a into an institution and he got better so happy ending but uh he had a legitimate psychotic break and the whole day i was like this guy's gonna fucking murder me (laughs) from like i don't know 11 in the morning till five at night i was like i'm dead I'm fucking dead. <laughs> this guy has any number of gigantic hammers that he's going to bust my brains out with. He won't shut up about the birds. And he won't exist. shut up about the birds that he's that do not exist. Uh, yeah, now every time I hear birds, I'm like, oh, God, am I, am I snapping? I must be. Anyway, but, uh, okay, so <laughs> on a completely unrelated note, uh, our doctor goes to visit this violent patient named Michael who's tossing orderlies around and like he's just stabbed somebody according to the big, nurse big gnarly cut on his forehead yeah they they really abused that uh, that like halloween makeup stuff it's like everything is that uh like gelatin kind of cuts it, it looked like those things you get at laverdier's sure you know, or you, or it's just like big head wound <laughs> the I mean, shit, they even have a zipper skull in this so it's just like yeah they walked the laverdier's halloween aisle it was just like okay bruise uh bad boy stitches <laughs> <laughs> zipper head <laughs> there's so many good ones well i mean it's funny if it weren't for the fact that somehow that demon is terrifying at the end of the day, he looks like Bart Simpson when he got all the shit glued to his head from yeah. the gag store. Like he's got giant weird buck teeth. He's got yeah. crazy eyes. He's got he might as well have the faucet on his head. He's got just like shit all over him. And he does not like if you looked at that, if it was like, here's a photo in a Fangoria, you'd go, oh boy, this thing looks like shit. Yeah, that's a cool okay. looking hot. <laughs> oh, it's a movie? Oh, oh no. I hope they oh. didn't spend money on this. Oh, they spent $25,000 on a house? Oh, shit. Um, no, but but for some reason, the way that they, they put him in and all that, he's fucking terrifying. It's I think a lot of it is the actors. I think it's the fact that they hired really good actors for pretty much every role, you know, except for the the Madhouse characters, which are all the fucking day players doing their little shtick. Apparently, those are all extras. And the director just said, act like you're crazy. (sighs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, and they did just like in every other movie like this, they choose their haunted house character and they go, I'm the guy that says that hits himself in the head. I'm the guy I'm, that does this. I'm the guy that sings songs about sailboats and spins myself around in circles. <laughs> I like that one. I love sailboats. Who <laughs> loves sailboats? I love sailboats. Spinning, spinning round. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah. So we've done at least the 15 top movies. Hit in everyone's actually. <laughs> yeah. So so he sees this guy, this like this dude who is clearly out of his mind. He's literally just thrown one of the orderlies into a into a cabinet and his head smashed through the glass. And uh and he's like, "Hey, take off his restraints. Let him go. Come I'll take care of him." And they're like, Okay, uh, you fucking moron. Sure, whatever. Hey, just call me Doc Unconventional. Right. <laughs> now, is this our first hint that he is possessed by a demon? I don't think so. I think this is just, he's Dr. Unconventional. He's like, he's that doctor, that cool doctor that's like, take his cuffs off. I got this. I'll handle this. I'll get he results. stares him down, though. Like, the guy is, like, coming at him, and he's about to attack him, and he's, like, just stares at him. And the guy's like, he's hmm, tough. I'm going to think twice about attacking this guy. Mm -hmm. I think it was because he was shown the respect. Like, hey, you're cool. Like, <laughs> let's get on our level. Like, I'm not going to cower from you. I'm not going to try to fight you or okay. put you out. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So <laughs> he does. And the doctor's like, all right, now take your medication. He says, okay, I'll take it. And he just takes his medication and he's fine. And so we cut back to Kate's music video being shot. We see that her music sucks and that she's bad at lip syncing. Whatever. <laughs> um, back at the doctor's new digs, he's reviewing cases and hearing pigeons. He's like looking through his, his old case files and he's like, hmm, more pigeons. Uh, Kate goes off to see her kid to the school bus, blah, blah, blah. Um, <sighs> So this is where we learn that the doctor was that her new boyfriend was her doctor. She had some sort of breakdown. He hasn't been the doctor for over a year, but apparently that isn't against the rules, according to his conversation with this other <laughs> doctor that he works with. Um, Kate's at her video rap party. She leaves to go pick up her son to prove that she's not an elitist Hollywood type. She's like, hey, I know that you're all celebrating, but I'm down to earth. I've got to go take care of my family. I'm a good mother. And so she leaves, goes and Isn't picks it up cool to watch like a mom go pick up their kid at school? Like, just really cool scenes. I mean, <laughs> dude, this movie is so full of scenes of nothing. Yeah. It's weird. And there's so much editing in this movie. Like, they want to... I don't know why they need this sense of different places. If it maybe makes the movie seem more expensive or what the reasoning behind all of this is, but it feels like every two seconds they're like, okay, here we are. We're at, we're at the school. No, now we're back at the music video. Now we're over <laughs> here at the hospital. Now we're in the house. Now we're in the attic. Now we're in the basement. Now we're in another house. It just, now we're like, having a long discussion on whether you want peanut butter or salami sandwiches. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I understand, especially in a haunted house movie, you have to have like, you're getting to know the family and everything's mundane so that when shit goes crazy, you're like, whoa, everything's out of, out of sync. And, you know, their normal life has been thrown into, into craziness. But, and that's how I kind of feel that this movie works, because you do get little pepperings of crazy stuff like the sandbox scene. 
and the uh, yeah, you know, and one of the deaths of the, the painter. You know what I mean? So you get those crazy kind of weird things, but then again, like I said it before, once it kicks into that third act, it just goes crazy town. And I think it was like the slow build up to that, where you almost had to watch mundane stuff to make yeah. it work. Uh, yeah. So, I, so it wasn't just like crazy circus time from the get go. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that scene with the kid in the sandbox is like a straight out of a Spielberg movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was not, it was w- wicked out of place in this thing, but whatever. Um, so <laughs> she meets, she meets Wally, the painter who tells her she's got pigeons in the attic, whatever. But um, she doesn't have an attic. Right. There's no attic, attic in the Alamo. Oh, <laughs> in the basement. Uh, so the kid finds a skeleton key in the dirt where he's been playing. And there's a door upstairs that's been wallpapered over. And that's where he's hearing the pigeons from. He's like, yeah, there was probably a door here. You know, they just wallpapered over the door. If you go in there, yep. you're going to find all your pigeons. Um, <laughs> and so Kate and her son pack their shit to move into the new house. And we get the biggest nonsensical plot point introduced here that will be a major part of this movie for some reason which is the pretty offensive native american uh like looks like a cleveland indians mascot head lamp like as offensive as the cleveland indians it's named cochise and it's named cochise yes and this kid is obsessed with this Native American lamp. Yeah, with a lamp. Yep. <laughs> to the point where when they're running away in terror, he's like, wait, I need to go get my lamp. <laughs> so was this a red herring? Because for me, I thought that the lamp was a red herring. I was like waiting this whole movie. I was like, that fucking thing is going to replace the head. Somehow he's going to imbue that head with the same force that the little stone head has. And that's going to protect the family somehow. Cause they, I don't know. they placed so much importance on it. And then it didn't do anything except for the bucket bonkers shit that happened at the end. Dude. Yeah. They built a, they built a gigantic Cochise head. I mean, why they, they went all in on this prop. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they were like, I just want to make sure this movie doesn't stand the test of time and really make <laughs> some people upset when they watch it. I just well, want again, a certain demographic to watch some, this movie and be depressed. I don't know if there's some uh, kind of white privilege thing going on here because they, these white, this white couple moved into the slave house, but then they also have the Indians like uh, weird, this whole like big oppression kind of, like i don't get it i mean but cochise in the end saved the day like he, they were able to escape by him using the lamp as a weapon so it's just yeah. like that doesn't make any sense they would just be helping the white people then like yeah i i the whole could not thing is so bizarre i couldn't pull that thing together i i would love to know what their answer for it is i mean my only my only guess is the way that this would be in a much less expensive movie is that there was literally someone was like, oh, you know, this crazy guy next door is an insane Cleveland Indians fan. He built a gigantic <laughs> head of their mascot. And no, it's in that his head garage. was built for this. <laughs> that, that, exactly. And so yeah. that makes no fucking sense. Why would you do this? <laughs> uh, whatever. So yeah. David eventually goes to the closet where they said the, the pigeon access was. He breaks through, David being the doctor. I don't know if we've explained that, but David knocks a Handsome hole. Handsome Squidward. 
Yes, handsome Squidward. He smashes into the attic and he, you know, and a PA flings pigeons at him left and right, which is always funny. I always love it when it's like you can tell there's an animal wrangler with animals that they're holding Mm -hmm. in their hand. They're waiting for an actor to come so they can throw it in their face. (laughs) That's always a fun scene. Um, So he sees that stuff and we start to realize that the pigeons are the villains of the movie somehow. And I still at the end of this movie, I don't know what they are. No. Are they? It's almost like somebody dared them to make pigeons scary. And they're like, I can do that. And then we're like, no, you no can't. we can't. No, we couldn't do it. I mean, they're sort hey, of a for effort. Yeah. They're, they're harbingers, I guess of evil when something mm-hmm. bad is going on, but they don't, I'm, well, I was going to say they don't actively do anything, but they kind of kill the painter. Kind of. They're just <laughs> present when the painter kills himself, really. Yeah. Well, they just gather on his ladder. And he's like, hey, what are yeah, you so doing? Maybe they're just harbingers. Yep. I, yeah, it's really weird. Either way, David finds a dress that was Elizabeth's. The pigeons stare at him. Blah, blah, blah. He finds some sheet music in a drawer with Elizabeth's diary. PAs throw more pigeons at him. And he finds the remains of that that big stone head that really didn't work that well in the scene that opened the movie. Yep. Like, she had that complete head certain times when yeah. he was attacking, and it didn't do shit. Nope. So, which makes the ending of this movie very confusing. Apparently, oh, it that's has to... What makes, that's what makes this movie yeah. confusing? <laughs> Apparently it has to break once to be, to be effective. Like unless it's, unless it's fallen apart and then put back together, then that's the only way it works. This movie is so fucking vexing in so many places. Oh my God. Uh, Especially. You can just build yourself a digital stone head with your Apple (laughs) two. That was an Apple two E man. That has the extra, it has an extra E in it. No, it may not have been Um, either way. He, uh, we go back to the music video and she just keeps fucking up. She can't lip sync. Oh, right. Terrible. She's having, even if she, she did, even if she did nail it, what a boring video. She comes out and twirls around her arm. With a stupid dance. I mean, you <laughs> say that, but... head and the blink of an eye. <laughs> okay. Sure. But how different is that video from the, I would do anything for love meatloaf video. Really not that much different. Yeah. So she's at least as good as meatloaf. Uh, I think we can say that or nineties meatloaf. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she, you know, whatever. She's like, Oh, I've got, I'm having problems with my throat. She says, and sits down and the director comes in Which to cracks her. me up because we even see that she's not singing. Like, what does that matter? <laughs> because it's a dream, man. She says, it's, Oh, that's oh, right. That's my right. throat hurts. And he's like, let me take a look at it. And he pulls a straight razor across it. Yeah. And she wakes up. Oh my God. And the audience is completely confused because we just assumed that the main character died 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> um, I was, I was so shocked by the fact that it was just a dream. I was like, what? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> my brain. Uh, yeah. So the next morning, Kate and Jason arrive at the new house. Uh, David takes Jason to see his new room with his super awesome Apple II computer uh, and the gateway to hell that's in his closet that he's also very excited about. Ignore the, ignore, ignore the ghost pigeon gateway. Yeah. 
here's some diskettes that play programs for your computer. <laughs> that's great. I can totally ignore the mist of pigeon shit that's like blowing through this yeah. hole in the wall. That'll do it. <laughs> but uh, either way. Kid Look, when you're playing a- Sky Fox, nothing else matters. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> um, apparently he's really good at it. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Kate takes a Polaroid of the two of them and then goes to the attic with David. And Jason is sitting in his room with this Polaroid as it's developing. <laughs> and it I develops it so much. It develops the fucking giant crazy mask in the middle of the Polaroid. And Jason's like, I'm just going to throw this away. <laughs> he doesn't say I, shit no. to anybody. I love, I love how he handles it afterwards, too. <laughs> he's like, no, it didn't come out. I threw it away. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no, he's, all, he's all gruff about it. How'd the photo come out? It didn't. Oh, can I see it? I threw it away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, uh, the devil is in it. Maybe maybe show the fucking spooky thing. Yeah. But he's not, you know? But in that one instance, he talks almost like like something took over his body, where it's just, he doesn't sound natural at all. It's bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, totally true. Um, And, oh, man. Kate's outfits through this movie are awesome. I love her. I love everything that she wears through this movie when she's her like pop persona in this one. She's got the like yellow and black. Like she looks like she's a member of Striper later on. She has that crazy like polka dot red thing. She's awesome. I love her outfits. Um, But either way, Jason tells, tells the family threw the photo out because you know, whatever he must be a stone cold psycho. Like, yeah. that's all I can imagine is that, like, that kid, if he's blowing off seeing this insane supernatural event, he's just like, whatever. The camera was broken. Yeah, <laughs> the camera was broken. <laughs> it's showing ghosts. Uh, so mom tucks Jason into bed, finds the skeleton key on his dresser. She thinks nothing of it, I guess. But uh, Kate and David read the diary some stuff about a special piece of music being written for Elizabeth. Uh, but then he hides the fact that she was hiding slaves in the attic. Like David stops reading it at some point. He's like, Oh, you know, we're just going to stop as soon as he starts getting to the troubling parts about slave ownership. And all. I mean, this is an antebellum house. Like it's very clear that there were slave owners in yeah. this, in this situation. This thing has a terrible history. It's very clear, but, um, Whatever, they put a curse on George, gave Elizabeth the stone to protect her, and that's what we find out again for the second time. So just shoot it all home. Yeah. <laughs> so Kate grabs that sheet music while he's asleep and goes downstairs and fucking sight reads that piece. Right off the bat, she has never she's like <clears throat> just kind of cracks her knuckles and is like perfectly nails that piece. People can do that, though. <laughs> Not pop singers. No. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe a pop singer from the but 80s she, could but, sight read a complicated... But she is a piano player, remember? She she had the piano yeah. at her house. That was, she already it, mentioned that she is a piano player. That's true. So she could be pop, but she could be classically trained. So I don't, mm. I don't think that's that, that far-fetched. It's true. It could, that is absolutely Not true. Not sheet read music, yep. And she the music like sounds the great exact... cat. The what? The Great Cat. The classical violinist turned death metal singer. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> She's amazing. Look her <laughs> up. She's out of her mind. Love her. 
Um, so uh, the piano music sounds just like her song. Her, her shitty pop song. Beat of the Heart. Yep. Weird. Yeah, spooky. And so the painter is outside now, and he's sawing down part of a tree because he's a painter. And, sure. Uh, Moonlighting you know, as a, a tree surgeon. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, it looks like there's going to be a scene of him, like, cutting it down and, like, almost hitting the kid or something. Like, that's kind of how they set the scene up is like, you've got, you've got the kid playing underneath and they cut to him and they cut to him cutting the tree. And then the pigeons are like on the, on the stairs or on the ladder. And, uh, now David's just, or Jason is now distracted because he's playing in the sandbox and all his toys come to life in that sort of like Trumpy ET fucking close encounters kind of way. What? What do you think, like, you know when you break down and try to, like, figure out what ghosts are actually doing? Like, what do you think they were actually doing in this scene? Or who was doing that? How many ghosts did it take? Is it it the ghost of Masterson? Was this, like, evil slave owner just, like, huddled over in the sandbox going, (laughs) moving cars around? (laughs) Was it Masterson's kid? Was he, like, because he does play with the little boy at the end. That's true. I bet it was the kid. The little boy trying to come around and play yeah. with all the toys. Yeah. I prefer the idea of it being Masterson. Yeah, me and too. And like the devil is like, hey, 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 focus up, buddy. Just want, come just on, stop. Part, it's a monster truck. Oh, I never fine, had these you. in the 1800s. Come on. All right, going back to work. Okay. Come on, pigeons. <laughs> but you've got to murder the painter in like five minutes. Yeah. So, I want it. <laughs> yep. David goes back up to the attic. Uh, pigeons. Lots of pigeons. He takes the key with him and he uh, he does something. Uh, he opens he find, the footlocker. Yeah, he finds the footlocker. He opens it up and two corpses are inside. Real and corpses. Real corpses. Poltergeist style. Oh, is that for real? These are real skeletons. Oh, real for skeleton. fuck's sake. <laughs> Ugh, great. <laughs> yeah, and like Poltergeist, they had a ton of shit go wrong on set. <laughs> Maybe because hmm. you're using real skeletons. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and at the same second that they op- that he opens the trunk, the painter hangs himself. So he slips. He doesn't hang himself, but falls off the ladder and gets hung. Yeah. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't do it intentionally. No. Something happens. Something evil. Pigeons happen. Pigeons do it. <laughs> so. The cops show up, and we get this ridiculous cop. Who I is love our this main cop. Guy. <laughs> he's he's amazing, but like, he shows up and he's like super aggressive, and he's interrogating the family, and he's like, "All right, I want to know about this and this and this," and they're like, "Dude, what is your fucking deal? We've yeah. been here five days." And he's like, "Hey, exactly. hey, I." I, you know, I want to be home eating my wife's cooking and watching football. I don't want to be here interrogating you. Then why are you doing it? These corpses are 150 fucking years old. Do you think that they killed them? It's like, it's like you live in this house and you just now found the bones. Like, <laughs> yes, we've been here for three days. <laughs> we have not been here long. There's still pigeon shit all over everything in this house. So, yes, absolutely, we did not find it. Um, so, yeah, uh, mom tells Jason about the corpses because she's a bad mom. Um, you know, she well, wants she him had to, to feel... tell him something. Did she? Well, oh, yeah, I guess... like, what are you going to say to the kid? He's not, he's not 
too young that he wouldn't be able oh. to figure something out. Like your dad found something in the attic that we had to call the cops for. Like it could only be a body. What? Yeah, I mean, that's a good or, point. I guess you Ugh. could say drugs. They found a bunch of drugs in the attic. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she's a pop star. She wouldn't have called about that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. She's got to tell him. So yep. she and Dr. Feelgood have shower sex and he keeps turning into George. Like every second he turns away, he's like, oh, oh. evil, evil slave owner uh, keeps, you know, she after they're done, she tells him about her visions. And he's this is when he finally starts getting mad at her for being mentally yeah. ill, yep. which is explained by the fact that he is being possessed. So at this point, he's starting to be affected by the curse of the house. I mean, this is so he is not a Masterson. He is not. It's the curse. That's is what affecting, doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, it's funny because this is so much like that. Uh, that other movie we did like a year ago, uh, the Japanese one where the curse was the family and there were the ghosts that were living there. Oh, and they oh just the house kept where like, evil dwells. Yeah. yeah. The house where evil dwells and they keep yeah, like, yep. coming into the bodies. Um, it's that same kind of idea where it's like, the the actions of the previous owners are like the sort of you know like there's a shadow there's like something that's kind like, of left uh, you're, over. You're living in my house. Your mask isn't enough for me. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, so he's like being a total dick. Um, Jason smells something gross in his room, but they. <laughs> I cannot, like that scene. Oh, it's good. I mean, it, because at the time when it first started, I thought that the cops and the ambulances were there because of the the body. Was well, that's was a his that's body. a cool like lead up they do, right. yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, that painter that accidentally got hung is still there, and nobody's noticed him. And just stinking up, stinking up <laughs> the just place, stinking up his room. <laughs> yep. And so we go back to the room. It smells like of... dead painter and pigeon <laughs> shit. <laughs> How can you smell the dead painter over all the pigeon shit? It seems impossible. Uh, so we got the uh, we got the the haunt actors doing their shtick at the mental hospital, and Detective David visits, and in a world of unprofessional people, <laughs> this detective gets into fights with the mentally ill patients at this hospital. Because this this detective is always watching sports. That's All he stick. wants to do is watch sports. Yeah. <laughs> so when he goes to the mental home, he <laughs> switches on sports. And then when one of the crazies changes the channel, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, oh, it's, it's a brilliant gag. I love the, I love the whole detective character. <laughs> yeah, especially when they do the Freddy thing with him at the end after he's dead. It's yep. like, oh. Okay, so his thing was watching. So he's got a bunch of TVs, I guess. Yeah. All right. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he's he's visiting David at the hospital um, because David has apparently asked him to come to the hospital to find out more about. Uh, apparently, you can just summon detectives from. I guess. <laughs> like in big cities, I I don't think that's a thing. But whatever. And then the detective tells the doctor, um, those bones are like forever old. Like, I've got a friend at the historical society I can hook you up with. Like, why wouldn't you have started there? <laughs> yeah. Why, why wouldn't you have answered the phone and gone, call the historical society. I have murders to solve. I'm a police detective. Leave me alone. Also, I want to watch football. 
Um, like all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, at home we get a, a fun little scare with Kate and the piano. She's at the piano. She gets a mystery phone call. She goes over to it and then dink, someone, something touches the piano and she flips. There's nobody on the phone. It was a pretty good one. Um, yep. she goes to see David, but he's not in his office and she's wandering around the halls of the, the mental institution and she walks past a door and I don't know if it's real or not, but she sees David giving uh, electroshock to oh, I a, think it's totally like so he's so I that, think I, th- I think she went through the same treatment and I think she was like reliving her but the two of them seek. are are gleefully sadistically giving him electroshock mm-hmm. the the doctor and his his friend there the two of them are like yeah fucking shock yeah. him again like the two of them look like they're enjoying inflicting pain on this patient yeah, and, she and I think that's exactly that. how they acted with her too. And I, she probably didn't notice it at the time because she was getting zapped. So, so that was, I don't know if that was so much a uh, takeover part or not. So he's maybe pointing to the idea that he's evil to begin with. That he was just a I bad. I think he is. He's a bad person. I think he's person. got a bad streak. Yeah. And that's the thing that's that makes him easier to take over from something. If he <laughs> was, if he was like an altruistic type, it wouldn't be so easy to just be like taking over his brain. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Okay. Um, so at home, David gets into a fight with Kate because she's for some fucking reason, she's obsessed with these fucking corpses in the attic. What are, <laughs> why are you even still talking about this? It's been like four hours. Shut up. <laughs> God, it's just a couple gone. of corpses. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yes and so he's doing that um and, and she's all she wants the diary because she's curious about what the hell happened at this house and he's like i give it to the cop why do you want that for anyway i gave it to the police <laughs> why wouldn't she want it <laughs> there were corpses and there's an answer to why the corpses are there in the diary why wouldn't you want to any read that? <laughs> person would be interested in this mm-hmm. so he freaks out he smashes a mirror he smashes a, a vase um and Jason, the little kid, comes down the hallway to see what's going on. He walks into the room and mom's unconscious. And is that what happened? He had yeah, injected. He, 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 he drugs her with the, uh, the sleeping oh, drug or whatever. I may have missed needle. that. So she's yep. unconscious and he's sitting in front of the broken mirror. And his reflection is that of the guy from the 1800s sometimes it's him and then he turns his face and he's all fucked up and he's all demonic and it is scary as shit Mm. that moment was amazing definitely like i i couldn't explain why it was so creepy but it was dead creepy um and so jason continues down the hall where he hears more screaming and fighting and now maybe it's coming from the attic, but I don't have a really good sense of the geography of the house. It feels no, like he, he's... He, he finds it in the parlor. That's where he has a vision of Masterson killing a woman, right? I don't know, but he's like, he's in his, Jason's in his bedroom when he's hearing it because he turns on Cochise and the screaming stops. So the ghost... Oh, that's right. And that's the other part of it is that he has this thing that is totemic. He literally has this mask looking thing 
He turned on the light and it <clears throat> dispelled the voices. <clears throat> There's so much about this fucking head that is <laughs> inexplicable, but whatever. Okay. Um, flashback to possess George beating up the kid with a whip and Elizabeth warding him off with the stone head. He's like, this is where George, the old slave owner, were flashed back and he is full on demonic and he's holding the kid up way off the ground and he just has oh, a yeah. bundled up whip in one hand. He's going to murder this child. You're like <laughs> looking at a murder about to happen and she's holding up the the big stone head and it's he goes Aah. He does the Dracula and kind of wards it off and kind of runs off to the house. I love the evil Masterson makeup too. It's got a real like uh, Night of the Demons quality to it. It does. It looks great. Yeah. 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 I love it. Uh, until later when he becomes clearly odorous Urungus. Other than that, like that <laughs> yeah. straight odorous, but that's great. Um, <laughs> we cut to David cutting a super gross meatloaf and having this, the food discussion as Jason goes off to school. Um, Kate goes off looking for the detective to get the diary back and she gets it and learns about the bones in the attic being Elizabeth and George being murdered, blah, 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 blah. Um, and she goes into her, she's out in her backyard reading the diary and we get spooky wind and we get a PA straight up lobbing a pigeon in her face. <laughs> that one was fucking hilarious. And I laughed out loud when that hit her in the face. I was like, <laughs> good job guys you're really selling making these pigeons evil by doing america's yeah. funniest home videos shit with them um so uh a tree branch falls and almost hits her but doesn't she jumps out of her chair she jumps out of her chair and she's like over by the fountain and she finds the corpse of the babysitter in the fountain oh no it's jennifer the babysitter and she's all blah all dead and did whatever. that did that make any sense to you because no. like wasn't the babysitter at the other house entirely yes and never at this house okay so was she there's a there's definitely a missing scene here uh because okay. she says later on when they're having the like when everything goes fucking bonkers later on yeah she says next time you give me a ride next time you give me a ride home like which we means... never ever saw her get a ride home from anybody right so <laughs> almost seems like they fucked up the editing or something because maybe yep. it would have meant that David gave her a ride home and killed her. Yeah. But okay. I, I thought point. I missed the scene myself. So you missed yeah. it too. So, or, I feel, or, I feel like there's missed a, it. there wasn't one. Yeah. Yep. I feel like there is a missing scene. Um, so David comes out to look, you know, and of course the body isn't there. So, Whatever. Um, cuckoo pants. Yep. And so Jason <laughs> yells from upstairs at the same time before he can start talking about how cuckoo pants she is. Uh, he's like, hey, come check this out. My Apple IIe is making weird ve vector maps of a mask. And uh, oh, it does. And you're best. like, <laughs> they were so proud of this. Uh, yeah. Here's, here's some computer effect that's going to stand the test of time. Um yeah, it makes a big vector map of the of the mask, but then it flies out of the computer and into the middle of the room. Shit's weird. Uh, yep. And that doesn't go anywhere other than just to tell them that the mask is a thing and they put it already, together. But, it's two pieces and you put it together. You never <laughs> figure out to put these two halves of a face together without this graphic. Uh, <laughs> 
boy. It's almost like a Resident Evil game. Like, you need to find two halves with the stone mask. <laughs> Watch the computer program to learn how to put them together. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like cheating at a Resident Evil game where it's like you've got two stone pillars in a room and two squares in the room, and you're like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Uh. If only there was some computer program to tell me to like to yeah, push something on push something. these onto those. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever. David is now asleep, and Mom is tearing apart his room looking for the mask piece. She finds his mask piece, so she doesn't already have one, right? I got confused with this. Uh, it, I didn't yeah. know who was the keeper of the stones after a while. Or yeah, where there they was, were. this got really mixed up in my head. And then by the end, I was like, I guess I just don't care anymore. And I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. let them say whatever they're whatever they're about. But yeah. I thought she had one and then he had one. And then by this point, she had two was my yeah. feeling. That, but then like, they it, definitely get split up near the end because she kicks one to him. I, so, so yeah. <laughs> She never thought to put the two of them together at this point. I don't she, know. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe she doesn't. She wasn't have to. paying enough attention to the vector <laughs> graphics. <laughs> she couldn't. She couldn't figure out what that computer program was trying to say. Yeah. It was just too complicated. Um, Is it like a level skip code? I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. So uh, Kate sees the demonic face uh, laying over David's the next time she sees him and he, she's like, Oh shit. I think he's possessed. I'm going to grab this kid and leave. And now David is like super aggressive and he injects her with something, knocks her out while David's oh, that's, screaming. That's, that's, that's the injection scene I was talking about. I was jumping oh, okay, yeah. way forward. Yeah. Cause okay. prior to that, I think that's probably what happened. We just didn't see it because she was, she was unconscious on the bed and he was yep. sitting there. So either he knocked her unconscious or he injected her with something at that point as well. Look, so, that's what happens when you're in love with a doctor. Sometimes they just put you to sleep. <laughs> you know, in 60s movies, that kind of shit happened all the time. <laughs> you need a tranquilizer. <laughs> like every every woman who's like, ah, fucking yeah. something from outer space. You need a fucking tranquilizer. Uh, I'll go get the kit. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just keep fucking tranquilizers on us at all times because we're 60s doctors. I love that he just had it at his house too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man, a lot of that. <laughs> he even he even explains to his fellow doctor. He's like, well, you know, sometimes she has a hard time sleeping, so I just inject her with something. But I you gave know. her like a lot because like her kid was screaming and stuff. I got distracted. <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> you sound like the shittiest doctor in the world right now. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the kidnapping, the forced injections, and he's pretty much one of the shittiest doctors. Yeah. Um. I'm so, a bad doctor. <laughs> God, what a great sketch. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, she goes under and she dreams of Elizabeth and the kid being locked in the attic trunk by the fully demonic George as the mask drops down the stairs in this past vision. Like, boink, 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 crack. It's in two pieces. So now yep. we know that it's in two pieces. The origin story of it breaking. We could have figured out that it broke. It's fine. Yeah. We didn't need that, but that's whatever. Um, well, that's how it broke. It oh, fell. All, it all <laughs> makes sense now. Yeah. Um, she wakes up. David is super calm, but she's still hung over because she was drugged by a maniac. And she doesn't and, remember that she was drugged either. 
Okay, that's that yeah. It's like, why am I still wearing my clothes? Why am I sleeping in my day clothes here? Like, what? Yep. Yep. And so he's like, I'm gonna go to work, and you just sleep for a couple of hours, whatever. Super creepy. Um, Jason goes off to school, gets off the school bus, but he's like, you know what? I'm probably not gonna go to school because there's a fucking maniac in my house with my mother, <laughs> and uh, I probably need to go save her. Uh, and so. David is at work talking to this older doctor about his insane illegal behavior and the, <laughs> uh, his co-conspirator doctor is like kind of mildly disappointed. Oh, you say you, uh, you kidnapped her and, and all that happened. Well, you know, that's, that seems kind of bad. You should probably bring her here and we'll set up a bed for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe do that. That seems like a great idea, <laughs> but uh, okay. What goes on from here? Uh, I think we go to the, 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 the detective driving. Okay. Um, oh, where, my uh, God. This weird-ass detective scare where yes. our sports detective is driving uh, somewhere. Okay. And oh, he... oh, hold on. No, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so this what happens here, this is the part where Kate calls the detective. <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. She's like... So she she gets the detective and she's like, hey, um, so I need to get both parts of the heads and I need the, the everything to come together. And I uh, there's somebody my demon husband is going to lock me in the attic and uh, I need to get the stone pieces together. The pigeons told oh, me right. that the Hamburglar is going to come and eat us and some shit. And what <laughs> like she's straight up like says the most cuckoo banana shit and she basically gets done that conversation and she stops and she goes oh shit i sound like a fucking maniac and hangs <laughs> up the phone essentially i need to click the two stones together the vanquish the demon please come quick bye <laughs> <laughs> and then for some reason the detective is like i don't know i got a free 20 minutes i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go check this out I, I gotta go help connect the stones <laughs> <laughs> so he's I love the idea over. that he just buys it wholesale. Um, yeah, he's but, driving over, and then he sees that uh, the jump scare of Masterson in full demon form, just sitting in his back seat in his rearview mirror. Yeah, and then he he, <laughs> he just roars at him. So David's in the back seat, and he goes rar, and, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta get away by hitting the gas master." <laughs> Yeah, typical typical horror movie guy getting away from monster in the back seat. He's like, "Bad, better flip this fucker." Nobody ever hits the brakes in movies. Nope. No one is allowed to hit the brakes in movies. He flips it and then the car explodes. I'm assuming that there's extra demon force involved and that's why it caught fire so quickly, but he's full on just cooked. If you so. don't know anything but just like about cars or anything and just watch movies, you would just automatically assume that any car crash would make your car is explode. Absolutely fatal is going to be fire. There'd be so many more fires in this world if that were the truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Even even Pintos were not that bad. Yeah. Um so yes. Uh so Kate grabs the the one piece of the head that she has and goes looking for the other part. Um, finally, the rotting corpse of this painter crashes through the window and <laughs> we've, we finally see that that's going on. So the, so Kate and the kid know that there's a demon in the house trying to murder them at this point. They mm -hmm. like, they, 
you know that it wants to kill you in the house, that it's the house is a part of it. She's like, well, we're going to go to a hotel. And instead of just being like, leave, she's like, okay, now go pack a bag and we'll take 20 minutes to leave. Yeah. You're a fucking pop star lady. Have your assistant go buy you new clothes and toothbrushes and everything. It's, it's almost fine. like they totally just like forgot that she was a star halfway yeah. through the movie. Like she doesn't do any star treatment. She's never driven around anywhere. She never like has like a, a concert to do or any, or maybe it's because she's just getting back on her feet after the lockup. Yes. Yeah, I think that's recovery. it. I think that this is her this is her her, her post breakdown. Yeah, this is the comeback tour. <laughs> yep. And the Connect the Stones comeback tour featuring the hit Beat of the Heart. <laughs> Beat of the Heart. Um, so, but that is not what happens. Uh, they, they kill just enough time because the kid goes back to get Cochise, of course, to of course. get caught by evil dad. My desk lamp! <laughs> <laughs> you know, every kid loves their desk lamp and it's, their, it's the thing that they love the most. It's almost like, it's almost like, did he have a, <laughs> hello? <laughs> it's almost like, did he have a toy teddy bear and they just like forgot to bring it to the set? <laughs> it's just like, um, just, just have him love the lamp. And Maybe. He, <laughs> he loves lamp. Yeah. I love you, lamp. <laughs> oh, brick. Um, so, uh, yeah. So th- there's this, one of these like movie moment things that happens on the stairs where it's like, we're having a real shining moment with the dad, the insane dad and the mom <laughs> protecting the kid. And he's like, she knows that he's insane and evil and all of these things. And he's like, Oh, I know you've got a knife. It's fine. Just walk past me. Yeah. Just go past and, me. And she's like, Oh, Oh, I, I trust you completely. And she <laughs> tries to walk past him. Of course he grabs her and you know, he rests the knife from her hand and then the little kid beans him with the old uh, <laughs> with the old coaches. Smashes him with the old coaches. Yep, which smashes him with coaches. Right after he smashes him with coaches, coaches is whole again as he rolls down the stairs. Again, pointing yeah. to to coaches being some sort of supernatural item that oh, is somehow a protective thing. Because yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, they're doing something with this. Like he was broken. And then when he hits the ground, he's whole again. And I was like, mm. okay, Cochise is something. They're going to do something with this. And they fucking don't. They <laughs> fucking don't. Um, but whatever. Oh yeah. Definitely want to interview this guy. I want to know more about this shit. Um, but so from here on out, this movie is straight up amusement park haunted house for the yep. rest of the movie. Like, this kicks off the most bonkers 20 minutes of, of film that you can get. It is just, Mm. it is concentrated madness. Mm -hmm. This thing goes from the omen to like Freddie six real fast, like zero to a hundred in two seconds. Uh, so house starts shaking. Uh, David is now a long haired demon. He's got like long wispy metal hair. He looks like the singer of Anthrax or something. Um, so he smashes his way through the door. The, they run upstairs. They go to the attic, which is exactly where David would have wanted them to go in the first place, which I don't know why they would have done that, but whatever. Um, but once they get there, it has been transformed into this long, spooky hallway with like like candelabra sconce kind yep. of things on the walls. And it's all spooky and foggy. 
It's very Nightmare on Elm Street looking. Um, and then a so. giant piano starts coming at them. <laughs> <laughs> and then to set the fucking tone, they're like, oh no, haunted piano. Like, <laughs> that was their first move. They were like, yep. oh, you know what's going to scare the shit out of people? Well, first, <laughs> pigeons. I mean, everybody knows that pigeons are scary <laughs> as fuck. All right, so we got pigeons. Then we're going to finish them off with the pianos. The ghost piano. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, going to uh, fuck them up for life. You'll never look at a piano the same again. Um, but, imagine, if that was what it, imagine if that was what it was in Labyrinth. When the sleepers came, it, was just, it wasn't the sleepers, it was just a giant piano. That's what this is like. Yes, it really is. It's like, it's like someone took the most innocuous object that you could possibly find and used it as though it were horrific, but nobody who watched it found it horrific. Like, no. it, it is just bizarre. Uh, and it's not like, it's not like the Hausu piano, you know, it's not like, like it's yeah. not like possessed. It doesn't have it's teeth. It's a yeah. piano. It's just I don't even, a fucking I, piano. I don't even think it was playing. Like it wasn't even no. playing any creepy song when it was coming towards. It was just a grand piano <laughs> on a dolly. <laughs> and it wasn't like going so fast that you're like Indiana Jonesing it, where you're like, oh no, I got to get out of the way. It's moving like two miles an hour. I might have to jump. I might have to jump on the roof of this thing and jump over it. When it I might have to climb to over it so that it doesn't exactly. pin me against the wall, but. <laughs> no big um so weird <laughs> so yeah. they go through a door to escape the haunted piano and they find themselves back in david's mental ward the guy from the beginning with the stab and stabby guy he's now got a zipper head and he unzips his brain he unzips his skull and shows his brain to them and he's like, like look i'm better now here's okay. my brain <laughs> And then they go out and they double down on how terrifying the piano is because the delivery driver's in the hallway and he's like, hey, lady, where did you want the piano? <laughs> you're like, ah, he's got a piano. I guess. He's going to put it somewhere now, too. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even have to move it. Like, really, that's the. Oh, OK, I guess. I guess if that's, if that's your thing. Over, over there in the corner by the. <laughs> and then it's like okay so we've failed with this so then they bring out the hanged corpse of the painter whose head has now gone full fucking muppet we have has... full muppet <laughs> like it's house awesome <laughs> like I this love is it. this is like a house four or <laughs> like this I'm is pizza man <laughs> Pizza, man. <laughs> it's got big fucking Muppet eyes, like huge round Muppet eyes and a big puffy foam rubber head. He looks like a Muppet. And, you know, he's like, I've still got the you've still got those pigeons up there again, like saying like his haunted house shtick. But again, they don't know what's scary. And so he starts talking about pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> The pigeons are out there. Imagine you go to a haunt and somebody's actor is like, you sure you want to go in there? There are these pigeons in there. Oh, okay. I think this movie is the origin story of David S. Pumpkins from SNL. Yeah. Cause this is any, like, questions? <laughs> any questions? Yeah, what's with all the fucking pigeons? What's with all the fucking pigeons? Uh, <laughs> okay, so... 
<laughs> she gets away from the delivery guy and the Muppet corpse, and then the director shows up, and he's got his t- he's got his camera on his fucking crane rig, and he's going down the hallway, and she's like, "Ah, that director has never done anything bad to me ever. Uh, yeah. I gotta get away from him." So he's she like, the goes. Scene was through- perfect. Great. Great. Oh. <laughs> and that's the thing is that it wasn't even like he wasn't even going. And for this take, we're going to cut out yeah. your eyes or something yeah. like that. No, no, it was like that was really good. You're a great actress. I'm really enjoying like, all of the stuff that you're bringing to this production. I mean, Fuck, it could have at least been like, all right, stand by for take five hundred thirty-six. You know okay, what I mean? Like, sure, that would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. She's like, oh, great, great. You look great in that scene. Oh, let's do another one. If you, if you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so positive. Uh, but yeah. she's terrified by this and she bolts through a door and loses her piece, right? And her son. They well, get split up somehow, too. Right. So, yeah, this is insane. Okay, yeah. this doesn't make any fucking sense. I Let's not uh, even try to make it make I, sense. Okay, I can't make any sense out of who's got the pieces at this point. I'm not it even going to try. Yeah. She drops it. He winds up with the piece, whatever. Um, yep. And now she's she has, like, straight up, like, uh, house two. She's, like, transported to the Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. So there's a door suspended in the middle of nothing in a jungle. Now she's, like surrounded by by jungle she hears the tribes people doing whatever ceremony they're doing and she runs away from them but then she basically like she stumbles into them essentially like she's like running and then she comes to a clearing and they're standing there and they're all looking at her and they have the fucking protective head in one piece yes and they're holding it up and showing it to her. And because she's some sort of fucking xenophobic idiot, instead of walking over and being like, thank God, the thing that can save my life, I'll take this back to the house and I will defeat the evil. She's like, ah, black people and runs away. And it's like, fuck you, lady. They're trying to save you. What is your fucking problem? And so she runs out of the jungle, and this is where she meets the babysitter for some ass reason. Like, yes. she runs out of the jungle, and the jungle just becomes the yard of her house. So she runs up to that fountain, yep. and that's where the dead babysitter says, next time you give me a ride home. Yep, which exactly. makes zero sense, which, Make, which falls right, right into place in this scene anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> so now, now she runs back into the house, we assume, and she's back in that hallway again but yes. jason is no longer in the hallway that she's in a giant cochise head <laughs> flies down the hallway at her why this is such a long walk for a ham sandwich this is like they've set up so much throughout this movie to be like aha well when we get to the end and they see that there's a giant head in the hallway It'll all make sense. (laughs) Then you're going to see something great. Yeah. Fuck. I love it, though. It's so inexplicable. Oh, I love inexplicable shit. And 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 the thing about it is it's memorable. It is. That was like one of the the single scenes from this that I I haven't watched in a couple years. 
But I just remembered that giant head in the hallway. So it's funny. I thought I'd never seen this movie before until that mm-hmm. head came down the hallway. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I've seen this before. I just didn't remember anything else about it. I didn't even <laughs> remember the pigeons for some reason. Yep. Fuck the pigeons. Giant <laughs> hallway head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so David now meets up with the little dead Victorian boy. And they play ball with They like, play ball. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of sweet. Um, I think it's a ball sewn together with skin. It's a weird looking ball. <laughs> I think they were trying to approximate what some sort of ball in the 1800s. From the 1800s. Would, yeah. Gotcha. I assume. So yeah, it's sewn together with skin. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, it's, it's people skin. It's what they yeah. did back then. Um, so Kate <laughs> wanders into another haunt room and sees the dead detective and he does his shtick while he's watching 40 he's TVs. He's got a wall, 40, wall of 40 TVs all playing sports. Like straight up like Brazil style too. They're like all yeah. cockeyed angles and stuff. Yep. And speaking of like a fucking long walk for a ham sandwich, imagine setting that room up for that gag. Like that that's a lot shot. of work. And that's a lot of like beautiful construction. It looks great. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. But again, it's not like it ties into anything. Like you could have just left it out and it would have been fine. And then how long do you think it took for, for that, for his burnt face makeup too? Because the, the cop spins around in a chair and just goes, I would have got here sooner, but I had car troubles. Yeah. Because, you know, because, car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so, his makeup was good. Like was I liked great. his, his, I think his oh, yeah. was the most convincing, interesting makeup of the whole movie. So I can't imagine how many hours went in for that. All of yeah. what? 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. The wall of TV and for his stupid little Freddy like one liner. <laughs> yeah, don't get it. But now she she leaves the room with the TVs and she goes back back in time to the opening scene. The guy in the drugstore makeup who looks sort of like the hunchback of Notre Dame tells her that George would like to see her and she's like, Well, I don't want to fucking see this insane slave yeah. owner guy and he seems like a real dick. Uh and he's like <laughs> Ah, but he knows where your son is. So she gets in the horse-drawn carriage, and he drives her off to wherever. Uh, she goes in. She sees George. George wants to dance. And he wants to waltz to this music box. Uh, but he does have the other half of the stone, so she shrewdly waltzes with him. Because she yeah. knows that she can distract him and then eventually steal that other half. Even though that's the one half that they have, because I think that's the half that the kid already had. I don't know. I don't know where this thing came. I don't fucking care. I don't care. (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) Although it is kind of driving me a little insane. I won't lie. It is kind of bothering me. But okay. So she, she grabs the mask and he's like, you shouldn't have done that. And he smacks her. Uh, We cut to the, the ivory coast and all the, the crazy voodoo ceremony with the blood on the face and all that stuff. And then he turns into the demon that we've seen before. And we're like, oh, a spooky demon. But then his face basically like starts melting. And underneath it, he's got this like tiki odorous urungus face. Yeah. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. He's got two Uh, sets of bottom teeth. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Um, And Jason shows up at the same time that she's fighting the demon and she kicks the other side of the mask to him and says, put them together because apparently (laughs) the kid's too dense to figure that out. Um, But he does. And it emanates a green glow 
which somehow holds the demon at bay, which it didn't do prior to this. No. Maybe it only works in no no that was the 1800s when they tried it before. I don't I don't get it. Maybe Whatever. the magic was in Jason all along. Yeah, that's it. It was <laughs> the magic was in the kid the whole time. Uh, yeah, it's a Dumbo situation. Yeah. With similar levels of racism. Um, yes. <laughs> so from another dimension, the tribesmen throw spears at him, love which it. is fucking awesome. I thought Absolutely that was very cool. Uh, yep. It was. Again, the directing was really great. It was believable. The The shots just matched yep. very nicely. Like, it was super cool. It, it was just a great scene. Um, and so he's pierced, which also looked great. Oh, through yeah. With two giant spears that are holding him in place so he can't move. And then he starts melting. Um, and that looks incredible. The first part of it looks great. The first part. Then, <laughs> the they, first had to, part. then they had to dilly-dally with all those composite effects. And it's just like, why? Why would you do that? Why? why would you do that? Why wouldn't this be a completely practical melty death? I, but nope, he starts glowing green, and then it's like cartoony body parts flying off everywhere. It's so weird because I, whenever I see something like that, it makes me wonder if it looked good in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, is that something that if you looked at it the year it came out, you I go, see what you're saying. Is that yeah. really, that's really cool. Cause you know, when you look at like my science project and weird science and all these movies that did those kind of like lighty video composite fucking effect things, mm-hmm. they kept doing it, you know, like everybody just kept doing them. Even oh, yeah. though looking back, they look fucking terrible, mm-hmm. but I don't know. They did them. Um, and so, yeah, but in his melting, his central nervous system pops out of his body. (laughs) So like his skin starts falling apart and his brain and eyeballs and spinal cord kind of pop through what's left of him. And that's kind of what's hanging there. And then the video composite effect just pulls him apart and ghostbusters (laughs) him in different directions. Uh, and He's dead. Nah. And so we think we think that's it, but then there's the weirdest ass ending. Uh, this, yeah. Why go- they go? I so, don't get it. <laughs> so they're back. They're like, oh, whew, we're back in modern times. They open the door to leave the house, and evil doctor is there. And and it's like, didn't you just vanquish the evil? <laughs> I don't know. I so thought maybe they had to vanquish the evil in both times or something. I don't fucking know. Either know, way, either way, he stabs. She stabs her boyfriend doctor in the stomach, and he flies out the window. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I thought that was. I thought he was gonna like wake up or like come out of his own body or you know what I mean, like snap out of it. Like I thought when they opened the door, he was there. I'd be like, oh, what happened? Where am I? You know? Right. Like, no, he's just straight still up evil, and so yeah. she killed him. Uh, and she and, killed him. Yeah, and he what? was irredeemable. I mean, I think, and that's that's kind of what we found from the beginning is that he is an irredeemable character because he sucked right from the get go. We know that he was like joyfully torturing patients. He's probably yeah. not a good person. You know, he's dating his patient, which again, <laughs> not a great sign. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's it. I don't know. I guess that makes sense. <sighs> 
So but then we get that cheerful ending where everything's all wrapped up and she moves into a new house with her son. And uh, you, no. this ending sucks. <laughs> this is awful. I, I was, I was absolutely shocked by this ending. Yeah. So we cut out to the fucking mental institution, and we find her catatonic in a chair, and Jason sadly kissing her goodbye with like i guess he's been emancipated at age eight uh because he has no guardian there are no police there's no one else with him to escort him out of the building i guess he has his own house and car and job now uh he's out in the real world and a cool sandbox (laughs) and a great sandbox to play with um but yeah so he just says goodbye mom and she's like staring off into nothingness, just completely catatonic. He walks past one of the doors and sees George. Masterson. George Masterson, the guy from With- the 1800s. He's got evil looking eyes. And, and a mustache now. <laughs> and like an evil looking mustache. And, and he goes like, back and closes his office door and it says Dr. Masterson. Yeah, it says Dr. George Masterson III or yep. something like that. Why? That's the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, so here's a question. And I could, I was trying to break this down. Did did any of this happen? Oh, was fuck. This, was, this, was this solely just oh. her head sitting in that home? Because if so, that's stupid. And I, I don't think that's true, though. I think all of this happened. Uh, oh, but yeah, what a depressing ending. <laughs> either mean, way you cut it, either way you cut it. The ending is so depressing because either nothing of this happened and she's still just crazy or all of this happened. She's back to being crazy and she's under the care of the great, great ancestor of the baddie, like who might not be bad. I mean, this is 140 years later, you know, but uh, well, he is because he has the evil eyes. Right. But also like this curse sucks. This curse is not doing what it's supposed to. Like, this brings me back to the fact that they really fucked up when they cast this curse on everybody. Yes. Because, like, (laughs) if this is the case, then there's this guy who is basically an evil ancestor of the evil slave master. And he's, like, living all the way to a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, hey, how's it going? I've got my Ferrari out there and uh, everything's great for me. And it's like, well, good. I'm glad that you fucking ruined Pat Benatar's life. But fucking... Like this guy goes unpunished. You're fucking <laughs> fix your curses. Boo. Weird. Boo. <laughs> and then we, we end with the terrible song again. You get to hear the whole song. Though. <laughs> yeah, you do. That was going to be a hit for them. Yep. Yeah. But overall, um, so that this was movie, stiff. Yeah. this movie is shockingly good. Like, yeah, it is shockingly high budget. It is shockingly well made. They were clearly going for something a little. It's it's so weird to have a movie that's this much of a mix of high and lowbrow. Mm-hmm. Like they were clearly going for a slow burn innkeepers kind of thing for half the movie. And then they were like, also, what if we went crazier than Freddy movies, <laughs> you know, in the rest of it? So. It's and weird. they nailed it. Uh, and yeah. they did. I so, mean, they nailed they nailed both things. So, yep. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm so I glad you made I, me watch this movie. I was yeah. I would never have seen this movie again if you hadn't mentioned it. 
I don't know if we've had one director on as many times as uh, Richard Friedman, I think it is. Yeah, I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, Richard Friedman. Richard Fried, man. Fried, man. Whoa, <laughs> totally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, you should be fried, man, when you watch this movie. <laughs> yes, you probably should. Um, I need to talk to him. <laughs> I think that's probably somebody we should yeah. get a hold of. Because I have so many questions about so many things I want to know everything about the layout of the mall in uh, in Eric's Revenge. <laughs> I need to know what the deal was with the Phantom of the Mall. Like, how the fuck did he get down there? And yep. what is, <laughs> how was his weight room so far underground <laughs> that the mall yeah. could be built on top of it? <laughs> Needed that answered. And I need to know more about this movie, too. So And Doom Asylum. And well, why did you make Doom Asylum? What were you thinking Asylum? with the Doom Asylum? Uh, I know Arrow releasing put out Scared Stiff on a Blu-ray with a ton of special features and commentaries and a documentary about the making of and everything. So, yeah, that'd be neat to pick up, too. Oh, shit. I have it digitally. I wonder if I have any of the special goodies. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice. I just I bought it because it was three bucks on. I was like, I looked for it and it was on iTunes for three dollars. And I was like, okay, okay. I'll own Scared Stiff for three dollars. And I'm glad I did because it is ridiculous. I watched the old Republican Pictures home video. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I really need to get my VCR back up and running again. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't have room. I live in a cube. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have room for things like VHS tapes. I, to get I miss rid hanging of in records. that. I, I miss hanging in that cube. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Ugh, God, I wish I knew what the fuck to do in this stupid pandemic. Yep. I wish I knew what was okay and what wasn't. But, uh, you know, apparently people aren't allowed to tell you those things anymore. Yeah, so, apparently it's just a hoax and we should probably just have a big block party. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. In, inside my house next week. <laughs> yes. 50 people. Let's oh, do this. <laughs> no, I definitely want to figure out how to do this yep. in the store by next week. Um, yeah. We have finally gotten a bunch of the pins out that sold, so there is some space out back. I mean, my space behind the counter is now, like, all glassed in, so I can, yep. you know. So there's there's separation there. I don't know if I'm going to have to talk to some people and figure some shit out and see what they've been doing. But, like, if we have to wear masks, it's not the end of the world. I it can do not. this with a mask on. I do it at work every day. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. Um, cool. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm glad we did this. The movie was was a fucking trip. Yep. It made me swear a lot. I don't know why I was swearing so much today, but uh, it did make me swear a lot. I love I, this movie. It made me swear so much. It made me swear so much. That's, that's my one my one line blurb for the back of the box. Oh, weird. It's, it says it right here on the box. Uh, it, I love it. It made me swear so much. Four stars, Leonard Maltin. Yeah, cool. <laughs> made me swear so much, Leonard Maltin. Uh, yup. Um, so that's great. And I think we're going to do uh, Witch House next week. Is that what we're going to do? Witch House 3? Yeah. Is that the plan? Are we just jumping right to 3? I mean, mostly because, so I interviewed J.R. Bookwalter for the magazine this week, and so he gave me a couple of little blurbs about it, and I was like, I want to drop in something. I want to drop in some of his little things that he was saying about the movie. But he has some insane anecdotes about, specifically about this. Um, 
lots of things about full moon because I kept asking him about full moon because he worked there yeah. forever and <laughs> I wanted to know all, everything about working at full moon. I was like, tell me, did you ever go to the full moon castle? <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like, nope. <laughs> like, oh, that's not fun. But uh, yes. So I'm, I'm excited yeah, about that movie from what he says. It sounds like the worst thing that's ever been made. Like from him, like, his I have I've watched it. Have you? I have never seen it. I've suffered through it before. <laughs> Ooh, is it I've really... got I've I, I don't remember it that much because it's very unmemorable. I just remember it was quite the turkey with boobs. <sighs> yeah, I mean he Jesus. I mean he says it was fifteen thousand dollars. So let's do it. Let's do I, it. I don't know, man. That seems like that seems impossible to make a decent movie for that much money. Uh but We'll see. I'm curious. Um, we're committing now. Oh God, we're committing. Okay, sure. Which house if I, three? If I can I find it. I think it's called Demon house. Fire. Demon Fire. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, we always used to do this. We always used to go for the sequels first and then go backwards. Yep. So yeah, I think we'll do that again. We'll go to three and we'll do two if I feel like I can stand it. <laughs> I, I remember one being okay. Yeah, one one's a great, uh, one's a decent. It's a total Night of the Demons clone. Yeah. Yep. yep. And two and three were uh, were both J.R. Bookwalter doing them for for band, while gotcha. band was distracted with other stuff. So, cool. Um, like finding all those tapes in a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had to, it was a lot of work to get all of those antique tapes <laughs> moved out of that warehouse that he had. Oh, Chuck, what are you doing, <laughs> buddy? You don't need to make friends, but <laughs> maybe don't make so many enemies. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, you can follow us at the Funbox Monster Podcast, and you can follow us at Coast City Comics. And, and I uh, am at Awkward VHS Fiend, and as always, you can buy things at Coast City Comics. Yes. Like the Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt. You can buy a Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt, and you can buy all sorts of other things that we do, and, uh, and I really appreciate it, and you should... Uh, also, uh, review us on iTunes and wherever else. Uh, rate and review us because it helps people find us. I've really yeah. appreciated it. We've had some nice, some nice reviews on iTunes, and I, I very much appreciate seeing those. So that's super cool. So if you have oh. some time and feel like you can do that, do it. It helps people get to this podcast because everybody knows that no one in the world wants to hear about your fucking podcast. So... <laughs> Oh, you have a podcast? I've got 10 myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about it. So if you actually enjoy a podcast, you should share it with someone else because uh, it's it's hard to cut through, obviously. And, yep. and we do something that a lot of people do. Uh, but, you know, when you find something that you can actually listen to and that you enjoy, it is it is awesome. And I do very much love when I find people who are doing something cool that I'm like actually into listening to them talk yeah, about stuff. And, so. and we have a blast making it. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, whether you're uh, listening or not. And that's what's so <laughs> fucked up about this. Honestly, it's almost like an excuse because I swear I would do this without it, but it's like, yep. I'm, I'm glad that there are people who are, who actually show up. Like I love it when people come to the store and say, Hey, I know I listened to you to the podcast I don't really read comics or whatever. I had one of those the other week. They were like, I could buy some t-shirts. And I was like, Oh cool. That's great. Please buy, buy a t-shirt. 
Um, yeah. And somebody came in and he was like, you know, I never listened to these things, but I, I did, I listened to this one and it's, it's nice that, you know, that you're doing this during the pandemic and I enjoy it. I was like, that's super that's awesome cool. to hear. And he bought a pin. He bought like a $10 enamel pin. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> it sort of so, supports the store to have these people who are just kind of random, like, yep. uh, listeners. So basically, basically we're making the world's lar- longest t-shirt ad. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what this is. Well, you know, Covered in Bees was the world's uh, only t-shirt only band. We sold 35 times more t-shirts than we sold records. So, uh, you know, that, thousands of t-shirts sold. Hell, hundreds I, hell, of I've CDs sold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, awesome. Well, we will cool. see you next week with uh, with the J.R. Bookwalter masterpiece, Witch House 3. Demon Fire! Can't wait. All right. Good night, everybody. Faces! Yeah. Cool, dude. Have a good night. All right. You too, man. I'll see you later. Bye.